We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The stretch for the 0-1. Chatwood to Puig. Fly ball, shallow right. Coming in, Chris Bryant going out, Addison Russell. Bryant makes the catch. The Cubs win the ball game. The Cubs win it. A save for Tyler Chatwood. A save for Tyler Chatwood. You heard that right. It is hit and run on 670 The Score, about 30 minutes away or so from Cubs pregame with our Zach Zaidman and then Pat Hughes and Ron Cooper will, uh, Ron Coomer, Ron Coomer. Who's Ron Cooper? Anybody know? Well, there's Don Cooper. He's on the other side. There's uh, John Cooper, former head football coach at Ohio State. But Ron Coomer is uh, in the radio booth for uh, the Cubs Radio Network. Right now on the Alpimonte 4 hotline, Alpimonte 4 and 500 new and used vehicles to choose from. We go, to, go out to our David Schuster live at Wrigley Field up there in the press box. What do you say, David? Well, there's also D.B. Cooper, but no one knows where he is after he jumped out of the plane. Yeah, so, that's, well, that's, a, that's, that's a huge mystery, and it remains, sir. <laughs> well, actually, the bullpen is a huge mystery. And by the way, what a wild, weird, but exciting game yesterday. And honestly, Maddie, there's been a lot of those games here at Wrigley Field, uh, especially lately, these last two homestands, the Cubs winning it in their final at-bats numerous times over the last couple of weeks. But let's start with the bullpen. Tyler Chatwood, as you heard, did come up with the save yesterday. We asked point-blank Joe Madden, is he your closer today? What is your situation in the bullpen? And he was pretty non-committal, uh, committal rather. Um, I don't think Tyler Chatwood will be your closer today. That's just an educated guess on my part because he's so valuable now, believe it or not, in so many other areas that if they need somebody to go long, and let's face it, they're going down to Houston and then on to St. Louis on this upcoming road trip, they might need him in that capacity. Um, He did say that of all the guys in his bullpen, and it's fairly well-rested after yesterday, Brad Brock is probably the one guy who probably is the most uh, used at this point, so I don't think we'll see him today. He wasn't sure on Steve Ciszek. Brandon Kinsler, I would guess, would be the logical person if it's not C-Sheck for a ninth inning save. But then again, Joe Mann said, hopefully we don't even need a closer today. So that's basically your situation with the bullpen today. Yeah, there's a lot there, David. Um, Chatwood, I thought, was deserving of a chance like that, but I understand why he doesn't want to anoint him with the the point you mentioned, especially because with the lefties that they have now, uh, Kyle Ryan they trust. I don't know how they feel about Tim Collins. He's been here a day. He was here earlier in the year. They might need Mike Montgomery every once in a while to get an out or two. So it's not like they have lefty long and righty long. I think Chatwood is your only long out there. A hundred percent. That's why, again, educated guess on my part that I don't think you see him again. Yesterday, as Joe said after the game, it was a necessity, and that's why they went to Chatwood. It got a little scary, even Joe said after yesterday's game. It was pretty nerve-wracking, especially after the first two guys got hits. But as uh, he said yesterday after the game, he can throw ground balls, and it was a beautiful double play uh, with Rizzo. And then Chatwood covering first, of which Madden also said he does that as well as anybody. And then you heard the final out like we just heard a couple of 
minutes ago. So, again, a wild, weird game. And he also credited yesterday, of course, you Darvish, in spite of putting up a, a lot of numbers in his line total, he still did get through seven innings. Uh, you know, personally, I, I, I wouldn't have brought him out for the eighth inning, but it was an, a gamble on his part. It didn't work out, but they got the win, and that's all that counts. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, I understand why Darvish went out for the eighth inning, and Joe was, I, I don't like it. I, I didn't like it at the time. I, I, I know he's trying to get, I guess, just you know, one or two more guys. It was a seven-pitch seventh. But they have talked so much, so openly, about needing to build the confidence and comfort level of you, Darvish. And that's fine. It's what he needs. Take care of him. That moment, David, uh, yesterday, as the seventh ended, and he got this massive cheer from the crowd, his teammates waiting for him to come to the dugout, Javi Baez, the emotional fulcrum of the team, at least publicly standing there, giving it up for you, Darvish, before he heads into the dugout. That was the moment to end his day on. You got seven. Um, uh, hopefully he was not shaken at all by giving up that sixth run yesterday. No, no. We, we talked to him, you know, very shortly after yesterday's game. And he said in spite of <laughs> he said he gave up 12 runs and 18 hits. It turned out to be six runs and 12 hits. Uh, but he said, he, you know, he took the positive out of yesterday's game that he felt strong even at the end, even after giving up that home run to lead off the eighth inning. So he took it as a positive. Madden took it as a positive. So. Who am I to say anything different? They all took it as a positive, and we'll just go forward from there. Today's lineup has uh, Jason Hayward in center field. No Albert Almora. He's been hitting the ball well. Albert, Albert, oh, did he homer yesterday? Was he one of the homers yesterday? No, Russell. Sure did. Yeah, he did. Another, so opposite field. All these opposite field homers by everybody. Russell's was opposite. Almora's was opposite. Hayward's was opposite. Wind aided. But Almora with a day off after a homer, and he's been rolling, just didn't like the matchup with Tanner Rourke, I guess. You know, he makes up his lineup a couple of days in advance. And, and listen, Russell played a really good game yesterday, both in the field and at the plate. He's not in today's lineup. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Joe right now is just juggling. Um, he's juggling second base. I mean, Descalso's at second base today. He's had Bodie at second base. He's had Russell, obviously, at second base. I think in the long run, especially once he gets his hitting down, and yesterday was a good sign, I think Russell will be more or less your everyday starting second baseman. But like I said, he's playing musical chairs all over the place, Madness. Uh, after this game, the Cubs begin a road trip, and it's Houston. This is going to be fun. That is the best team in the American League, probably the best team in baseball, the Houston Astros. Cole Hamels and Garrett Cole, John Lester against Corbin Martin, and then Kyle Hendricks and Wade Miley. Already some talk about the Astros. Are they trying to focus on the Reds here? No, no. Well, he says, obviously, first things first. And, he, you know, he gave a lot of credit and kudos to Cincinnati. He said, they're not your normal last place team. And, and I guess they're not. I mean, they're a lot better than they've been in the past. They're only five games under 500. But, yeah, he, he said, you know, after today's game, it's a big road trip. I mean, he can't wait to have his team be tested, obviously, first in Houston against, as you mentioned, the best team in the American League at the moment. And then, you know, down to St. Louis, which is always, you know, the rivalry weekend in St. Louis, you know, is almost unmatched. So, yeah, there's a lot of big games. And, and let's face it, they're also in a long, long stretch of consecutive days without uh, any rest. So that's interesting in itself. That's why he needs his starters as best as possible to go as deep as possible to give this bullpen a little bit of a rest. He still has nine guys in the bullpen as of today <laughs> and only three guys on your bench. So I don't anticipate that's going to happen or go on for much longer. But for right now, that's just the way it is. Tyler Chatwood pinch hitter, maybe if, if need right. be today. He did it. He did it the other day. Um, all right. Last thing. 
It's Ben Zobrist's birthday. It's an awkward, awkward day um, for, for Ben. The Cubs wishing him happy birthday, but he's not here. Any conversation at all about timeline or clarity no. of Ben Zobrist? No, no, nothing today. It was brought up once again yesterday, you know, to Madden specifically, because let's face it, he's got the closest and longest relationship with Ben Zobrist over all this time. And he said, nope, I just, uh, I'm leaving him, giving him his space, leaving him alone. I haven't talked to him or even, uh, you know, I don't even know if he talked to him, but rather texted him. And he said it had been about two or three days from yesterday. So for right now, they're leaving him alone. I don't want to read too much into it. I'm just going to simply say that the longer he's away from the team, the harder it will be, I think, personally, for him to come back. He's 37, going on 38 years old. He hasn't played, obviously, baseball for quite a stretch now. Even if he were to come back, Maddie, I don't know what they would do. Would you know? Would he go out to you know extended spring training out in Arizona? Mm. Would he have to go for a long rehab stint, you know, to some minor league team? On top of all the other things that he's dealing with away from the field, so it's all totally up in the air. And there's been absolutely no word on exactly what might happen down the road. David, thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime, Maddie. That's David Schuster from Wrigley Field. Yeah, most of the people you talk to uh, around the ballpark think that Ben Zobrist is done, that this is the way he goes out. It was the final year anyway. And just imagine, if you will, from the legal perspective, and I have not heard this from anyone with the Cubs or anything, but just imagine from the legal perspective, you're fighting for custody of your child and you're trying to show that you are going to be an available father. But, oh, by the way, I have to go back and go to this, finish my baseball season that has me away from my family and the home in Tennessee the entire time. Uh, so a very awkward place for Ben Zobris to be from a legal perspective and from the personal perspective. We've talked about it. Just the details of having to set up your life post-separation is awfully awkward. And, um, and it, it's, it's too bad. If, if that's the way the baseball career ends, it's a hell of a career for Ben Zobrist. And at some point, the Cubs will need some clarity on it, um, frankly, in advance of the trade deadline to know whether that $8.6 million, which remains prorated on his contract, which they are not paying right now, if they're going to have that free for the rest of the year, I think that will be a factor in what they can do at the trade deadline if we are to believe the financial restrictions that were voiced all offseason long. All right. Well... Happy birthday, Ben. See, I don't think he's listening. 670, the score is where you are, right, Mike? I, I don't think so. Mike Chan doesn't think he's listening. None of those guys do. Um, it's, uh, it's been a fun show. Uh, we have some few moments open for you right now. Have not taken a lot of calls. Let's do it. At 312-644-6767. You can text at 67011 like this guy. Barf. Come on, Matt. Our pen sucks. He's using the... The, the possessive for his Cubs. The bullpen sucks and is taxed. We need outs, not feel-good narratives. Uh, the feel-good narrative for you, Darvish, is for him. I'm not talking about for you or for me as a talk show host. I don't give a crap what kind of narrative I'm spinning as a talk show host. And frankly, I don't care whether you feel good about you, Darvish, or not. I'm telling you what we know about him, which is that the man is sensitive and needs to be handled delicately and needs to be given things that he wants. They don't, they don't give him Wilson Contreras. They're willing to rest their best hitter because you Darvish is more comfortable with either Taylor Davis or Victor Caratini.
they're they're willing to let Lou Darvish go as slow as he wants, even though they've been telling him to hurry up. Now they're going to let him go slow because he's saying, I work better slow. They're letting him do that, even though the infielders would rather he go fast and we keep a nice pace to the game. Thank you. Take care of your guy. Do And, and you know, look, um, maybe he's in a better place uh, overall because it's been three successful starts in a row, and I include yesterday's in it. I'm just saying, if you were in the park and you felt that very palpable moment there at the end of the seventh, I thought that was the right way to leave it for you. And you had, and also you had the lefty Dietrich coming up with massive power. I thought we were going to see at the time there was a lefty and a righty warming. It was uh, Kyle Ryan and Dylan Maples. I thought you were going to see Ryan for Dietrich followed by Maples for the other guys. And you didn't. You saw Darvish for Dietrich and he gave up a bomb. And then he stayed in for Iglesias. Then you saw Maples come in and he got out of it. Similarly for the ninth, by the way, I thought it was going to be Tim Collins for Votto. And then Chatwood for two outs after that. It was Chatwood for Votto, and Votto stroked what easily could have been a double into the left center field gap, but he was held to a single. Just saying, look, it's a very perilous situation for Joe Madden. It's, he, there are very few good answers for him in that bullpen. Uh, but, boy, he's trying, trying to piece it together. Today, as David Schuster said, maybe it's a Brandon Kinsler save opportunity. He made the All-Star team as a closer for the Minnesota Twins a couple years back, and he's been uh, mostly mostly good on the year um, for the Cubs after working with Tommy Hadovy in the offseason and in spring training. It is hit and run right here on 670. The score. Phone lines are open. Let's go. 312-644-6767. It's amazing. A lot of people think that was a bad start for you, Darvish, yesterday. No, that's a successful start for you, Darvish. You want to tussle on that? We could do it right now. Anything else you want to talk about as well right here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Really, you got to give you a ton of credit for getting that deeply into the game. He still had his good stuff at the end. The stuff was still there, but it's 107 pitches, and you just it's deflating when all that happens. He had his quickest inning of the inning before. I think it was a six-pitch inning, and I thought he looked really sharp. And, of course, with the shorter bullpen, let's give it a roll. But he was... He was really good. Tough situation, hard ground, wind blowing out. I thought he did great. That's Joe Madden talking about you, Darvish. Yeah, wind blowing out in a major, major way. Saw Jason Hayward's pop-up home run to left center field. And Joe had said before the game and had told you, Darvish, through Tommy Hadovy, I think, that going to lean on you, going to need a lot out of you. And he got through seven. Should have taken him out after that, but hey, that's me. He's Joe. He's the manager. He put him out there. It was a seven-pitch inning, not six, but seven. That's after uh, after the home run in the sixth, just a seven-pitch inning in the seventh to get through, including Yasiel Puig. And, yeah, folks texting in saying, huh, no, how is six earned runs a good start? It's, I said it's a successful start. That was a successful start. Needed to eat innings. He did so. Survived. Um, I put the five runs on him because I don't think he should have been out there for the eighth. So, to me, that's not on him. But anyway, it's a successful start. And what's interesting is that as, as you look at these, um, these starts from him, and, and you're hoping that you, Darvish, finds everything, comfort level, uh, success, et cetera, the arm is just so damn powerful. Yes, he still had the good stuff there at the end. Stuff was still strong. These last three starts have been successful in different ways. Two starts ago, it's five and a third. He strikes out 11. He's hunting strikeouts and finding him walked nobody. That was big. Last game, six innings. He did walk a couple, but limited the damage. Four hits, three runs, 
struck out seven. Yesterday, didn't really have the good strikeout stuff. Had five strikeouts and seven plus, and the 12 hits, but at least he went seven plus and gave you 108 pitches, which is what you needed yesterday from a badly taxed bullpen. This is Edgar on the north side. Edgar, you're on hit and run on the score with Sabman. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Good fan. Um, you know, I just want to lay in on the U Darvis thing. I think everybody should just leave him alone. He's doing a really good job. I think he's starting to warm up now. There's a lot left in the season. So I think everybody should just lay off. He might not be listening, but I'm sure he hears what's going on. You know, people talking about him. Uh, my concern is Carl Edwards Jr. I mean, every time we have like a two-run lead and Joe puts him in, I start to cringe. You know, I feel like as I turn it off the game and just, not seeing what happens because you never know. You know, he, he doesn't have full control of his pitches. He's thrown a lot of wild pitches. I mean, the last two years, I've been like, wow, but why did he put Carl Edwards in? And like, I wish I had a direct line to Joe Madden to call him. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's um, Carl Edwards uh, these days, uh, and really it has been the way for, for a while, is, is, is pull the covers up over your eyes material. It just, it just is. I, I do not have the trust. It's funny. You know what he did his last time out? Anybody? Quickly. What, what did he do his last time out? Anybody know? Struck out the side. Through one inning, struck out the side on 18 pitches. That was against the Phillies in the 9-7 to loss. Before that is when he came in and they had a lead and he gave up a couple of hits, moved guys over. Brandon Kinsler ended up giving the hit. The two runs were charged to Carl. Before that, a couple of decent appearances. Before that, he gave up the run, gave up a homer. And then got three outs after that. It's a roller coaster. And Joe Madden is in the confidence building business with Carl Edwards. And I know that he's also in the confidence building business with you, Darvish. So while these things are at odds, uh, perhaps to you in the broad, big picture of it all, I am in favor of confidence building decisions for you, Darvish. And I am done with confidence building decisions when it comes to Carl Edwards for me. In terms of my opinion, so I'm with you, Edgar. I would uh, like to see him not be utilized. Maybe when Pedro Strope comes back um, and if Tyler Chatwood continues to be trustworthy, then you're lengthened. Brad Brock has shown signs of the stuff getting better and better, even though he has given up a couple of leads. You know, I, I I get why they're still trying to make Edwards into something they can trust. I just don't feel good about it. I don't know which guy I'm getting from moment to moment. This is Tom in Downers Grove on 670 The Score. Tom, you're on Hit and Run. What's up? Yeah, hey, man, I got a couple of quick questions for you. First off, uh, first off, obviously, to me, it disappoints me that um, with, you know, as proud as the Cubs are with their multi-million dollar metric system, and it sounds like it's incredible how they could have missed something as obvious uh, at least I should be as um, as use uh, fragility both emotionally and physically it just it shocks me that the Cubs could have missed something like that I don't think they I, missed it Tom I don't think they missed it I don't I don't think use um, let's call it sensitivity because we all know people like this um, I don't think they missed it I think they thought they could fix it they thought they could manage it because they have a very deep and talented mental skills department because they care about that and they very much work on it. I think they had a learned, a learned arrogance on being able to, to take care of people and fix people. Okay. Then my second part of the question is it also makes me feel that Theo, as, as good as he is, he's, I think he's overrated because if he hadn't been GM or vice president 
of two large, you know, uh, money oriented money franchises like Boston and the Cubs, they wouldn't have had the money to cover up some of his mistakes he's done in the past. I think that Theo's uh, he is not great at signing big money free agents. History will tell you that in both places. That if if there is something you point to as a negative for Theo, it is some of those big money choices. Um, and that has come here too. But I don't think he's overrated. He broke a curse in Boston. And then the Cubs rebuild will forever go down, no matter what happens, as the very model of what a dozen baseball teams have tried to do, or more. He completely transformed the organization, updated myriad levels and departments of, of, of the the minor leagues, modernized the front office, modernized the big league team, unified the system, created a pattern of development. I, I mean, they were in the dark ages. And five years later, they won a World Series for a, an organization that had never done it. Yes, you want him to win more. He wants to win more. The window is right now. Maybe they'll win this year. Maybe they'll win next year. Um, you know, we're, it's not, we're not in dynasty place. We are in the sustained success place. Even last year was sustained success. Okay. S- sustained success is, uh, it never felt so empty is what I wrote at the end of last season, but it's still sustained success with 95 wins in the playoffs. And here they are, they're a first place team. J- j- just understand. I mean, we could, we could break down exactly what happened in Boston. If you want, there was more in place in Boston than there was here, so it wasn't exactly like he did the exact same turnaround. But oh, by the way, the drafting—look at the success in Boston. The, look at how many players on last year's Red Sox World Series winning team were Theo and Jason McLeod draft picks. Start with Mookie Betts and go from there. Fifth round pick, Mookie Betts. So yeah, flat out utter legend. Not overrated, frankly. Uh, is he is he great at signing big money free agents? No. Is baseball incredibly hard in terms of team building? Oh, yes. Are, are there a lot of things you can fault Theo for? Yes. Will he point the thumb? Very much so. He did so in Milwaukee after that uh, brutal start, remember? Said, you want to talk about the allocation of resources? You talk to me. It's not Tommy Hottavy's fault. He's a big part of the solution. It's not Tom Ricketts' fault. It's me. It's me. He knows. There's a lot he's done wrong. But flat-out legend. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Join Coach Fitz and the 17th-ranked Cats this fall at Ryan Field. Matchups include Ohio State, Michigan State, and Iowa. Season tickets on sale now at nusports.com. And the bottom of the hour is brought to you by Anthony Buick, GMC in Gurney. Get amazing savings during GMC Truck Month. Save 19% on a new 19 GMC Acadia. Save 22% on a new 19 Buick Encore. Anthony Buick, GMC in Gurney. For offer details, visit anthonygurney.com. No way. They didn't spend that much money on Darvish believing he was fragile and they could fix him. They wouldn't take that big of a gamble. This is Mark and Joliet. You think they didn't scout? You think they didn't talk to people in Texas, talk to people in L.A. about what it's like to manage you, uh, Darvish, as a person and a pitcher? You think they didn't do their homework on it? You think this is all some big revelation to him? Oh, my God, I had no idea he needed this much to be comfortable. No, they knew. They knew what they were getting. They just thought they could handle it. Thought they could handle it. They lost a year. Um, Some of that mental, some of it physical. We'll never know the true breakdown of how much was how much last year. 
Um, but they lost a year. So far, they look to be in uh, in decent shape in terms of getting value from him this year. Not front of the rotation value. They don't need it this year from him. They've they've got that. Um, so we'll see what they get long term. But yeah, no, they 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 thought they could take care of it. This is Bob and Joliet on six seventy. The score. What do you say, Bob? How are you? Speaks. Good to hear you back on the. Uh... Airways. I drive in the car most of the time on Saturday, Sunday, so it's good to hear you. Thank you, sir. Nice to be here. Okay. Hey, I know you're a boxing fan, so, you know, many boxers say when they're knocked out, it's always the punch you don't see. Would you agree with that? Um, not necessarily, but sometimes. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, you Darvish is fine. John Lester is the punch you don't see. Huh. That's my That's my major concern. I wonder if you could comment on that and my second point is you know after going through the big d uh with what zobris is going through Uh unfortunately um you know (sighs) women do this do this uh there's there's i i I cannot let you badmouth an entire half of the human race i'm sorry about your big d and what it might have done to your perspective on the female gender, but I cannot let you appropriate those feelings and place them onto Juliana Zobrist on my baseball show. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, for the phone call. Back to John Lester. <laughs> you, you're right to be worried about John Lester. Four innings, seven hits last time. Before that, four and a third, ten hits. Before that, six and two-thirds, nine hits. Before that, six innings, eight hits. He limited damage in those two, but, yeah, that's a lot of hard contact against John Lester. Last two starts, it has cost him greatly. Um, Before that, he was absolutely on fire. Before May 18th, the numbers since last August were incredible for John Lester. And I was like, man, dude has figured it out. Now that his stuff has decayed, he has still figured it out. Good for him. Um, and my money's on Lester to figure it out again in terms of being useful. Maybe not be, be an ace, but, man, that dude is as smart and as tough as starting pitchers come. So I understand your concern, and I guess that's the punch you don't see, is, uh, is John Lester. What do you think, guys? Should I have let him badmouth the entire female gender? Probably not. I don't think that would have been a good way to wrap up the radio show. <laughs> Man, thank you for the calls, everybody. Appreciate you. 670 The Score is where you are. This has been a very fun hit and run. Thanks to Scott Pitsednik. If you missed that, really good conversation, I thought. Thank you to Nick Hostetler, White Sox Director of Amateur Scouting. That was in the 11 o'clock hour. If you missed that, not just White Sox stuff in there, just kind of how scouting departments work in there. Really enjoyed that very much. Thank you to David Schuster from Wrigley. Um, thank you, as always, to our man Bruce Levine and all the work he does out at the ballpark. Thank you to Zach Withers for a hell of a job producing the show. And Mike Chen stepped up and was a valuable part of the team this morning. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Cubs baseball is next. By the way, for the White Sox, no Tim Anderson, no Larry Garcia in the lineup. Both of them late scratches. Anderson for the second day in a row. But Cubs and Reds is coming up next on The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel. I will talk to you next week when my guest co-host will be Jason Bonetti. That'll be on the very early side of Hit and Run. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Thank you very much. Arigato. Merci beaucoup. Shane Shane. Gracias.
Want to work as a... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.